if I'd known they'd line up just to see him, I'd taken all my money and bought me a museum. Steve Martin, King Tut. History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and today we're going to be looking way back into Egyptian history at one of the most famous kings of all time, the boy king, King Tutankhamun. Let's clear up some facts and some myths about this boy king. While interest in Tut has waxed and waned over the years, I came of age during a resurgence in his popularity, 3,300 years after his death. A tour of his relics across America in the late 1970s even resulted in comedian and actor Steve Martin releasing a novelty song about him, believe it or not, that reached the top 20 of the Billboard singles chart in 1978. That's why I used his lyrics in the epigraph. So who was this boy king that history remembers better than any of the far more accomplished pharaohs of ancient Egypt? Here are a few basic facts, followed by three myths we'll soundly debunk. Tutankhamun was born around 1343 BCE and was the last of his royal family to rule during the 18th dynasty of the New Kingdom. He was born at Amarna and was the son of the pharaoh Akhenaten, a ruler seen as heretical because he moved from worshiping the pantheon of Egyptian gods to the worship of the sun god, Aten. Tutankhamun reverted to the old ways when he became pharaoh at age nine. He lived only 10 years after ascending the throne, dying at age 18 or 19. It was the discovery of his nearly intact tomb by archeologist Howard Carter in 1922 that solidified Tutankhamun's place as history's best-known pharaoh. Those are the basic facts. Now let's take a look at some of the myths that have grown up around him. The biggest and most enduring myth surrounding King Tut is the supposed curse that surrounds the discovery of his tomb. Now it's true that several people associated with the finding of the tomb did die not long after it was opened there's no curse of the mummy here. The most famous supposed casualty was George Herbert, the fifth Earl of Carnarvon, an amateur Egyptologist and aristocrat who died less than a year after the tomb was opened. His death was tied to the curse by Sherlock Holmes author Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. In actuality, he died from a very normal mosquito-borne disease. Richard Bethel, was Lord Carnarvon's secretary and the first person after Carter to enter Tut's tomb. In 1929, seven years after the opening of the tomb, he died under, quote, suspicious circumstances. He was smothered in bed, so yes, fairly suspicious, but no link could be found to his death and the tomb. 
Hugh Evelyn White was a British archaeologist who may or may not have helped with the excavation. He hung himself in 1924 and left this suicide note. Quote, I have succumbed to a curse which forces me to disappear. End quote. Kind of melodramatic if you ask me. God rest his soul. Now you'd assume the first person to die, if there was indeed a curse on Tut's tomb, would be Howard Carter, who found the tomb and entered it first. It seems, however, that the spirits gave him a pass. He lived for 17 more years, dying of lymphoma in 1939 at age 64. In fact, one study showed that considering even those only marginally connected to the tomb's opening, the average duration of life after the discovery in 1922 was more than 23 years. If there was a curse, it wasn't a very effective one. Myth number two, King Tut was murdered. Given that he died at such a young age, even by the standards of antiquity, the theory that Tut was assassinated has been put forward for the last 100 years. The archaeological and forensic evidence, however, argues strongly against this, and in fact gives evidence that he may have been lucky to live as long as he did. CT scans of the mummified remains, walking sticks found in the tomb, and even the fact that he's depicted sitting in most contemporary art support the idea that he had a deformed left foot. Had he not been royalty, such a deformity could easily have led to him being left to die of exposure as an infant. Scientific analysis shows the most likely cause of death to be from a severe leg fracture, possibly from a chariot accident, so severe that his knee bone pierced the skin and may have led to massive bleeding, something physicians at the time would not have been able to remedy. While assassination is a sexier end for a pharaoh than a broken leg, the evidence supports the less sexy demise. The final myth surrounding King Tut is that his tomb was the most extravagant ever built in the Valley of the Kings. This is an easy mistake to make given the plethora of breathtaking artifacts recovered from the tomb. However, it must be remembered that his was the only one unearthed that had not been looted over the centuries. Rather than one of the grandest tombs ever, Tut actually had the smallest tomb in the Valley of the Kings. There are two possible reasons for this. Either he did not live long enough to build the tomb that he wanted, or, and scholars find this the most likely, his uncle, who succeeded him but lived only four more years after that, simply had Tut's remains removed from a grander tomb and took that one for himself. It's good to be king. So those are a few of the facts about the legendary King Tut, plus three myths set straight. Give the Steve Martin song a listen if you get a chance, if you never have, because it's a hoot. Stay well, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll go a long way towards helping us create more episodes and hopefully becoming completely ad-free. Thanks a lot.
Thank you.